Well, here we are in week four of our Be Positive series. When there's so much negativity, so much bad news around us, as followers of Christ, we still need to be full of faith, right? But what if that's not really what it feels like for us right now? Well, I want to talk especially today to those of us who might have lost a little bit of our spiritual passion. In fact, I'm guessing with the complications of this COVID season, there's some of you that at one point in your life, you found yourself really close to God. You know, you could sense His voice leading you. You could feel His presence with you. When you would read His Word, it was like God was speaking directly to you. But somewhere, somehow along the way, you, you feel like you've lost maybe some of your enthusiasm. Maybe you've lost a little bit of that spiritual intimacy somewhere. Well, if you find yourself a little bit less enthusiastic about the things of God today than you once did, then this is a message for you. And I want to tell you, I also understand that struggle. I've been there from time to time, as I'm sure many of us have. So today we're talking about the quality of enthusiasm. Have you noticed that there's two different types of people in this world? The first seems to be those who let their circumstances influence their enthusiasm. And the second, there are those who let their enthusiasm influence their circumstances. So there's those that let what's going on around them determine their mood, their posture, their perspective. But there's also those that let what's going on inside of them influence that climate around them. This theme of enthusiasm is one of my favourite positive themes. And maybe you're thinking, well, that's not a very biblical word. It's, it's not really a fruit of the Spirit. It's not a holy type word like sanctified or gentle or steadfast. But let me tell you about this word. It comes from two words. Enthusiasm comes from en theos. En means in. Theos means God. Enthusiasm actually means in God. It literally means in God or to be filled with God. True spiritual enthusiasm isn't something that you work up. It's not a product of your environment. It's, not, it's, it's more like a posture of your heart. It's about your time with God. It's born in the presence of God, by the power of God. In fact, I love what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58. He said this, But thank God He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Work enthusiastically for the Lord and whatever you do is never, ever done in vain. Here's what I love about Paul's thought. It's not what you do that makes it meaningful. It's who you do it for. It's not the thing that makes the action meaningful, but it's the intent of the heart of who you're serving. It's not what you do that makes it meaningful, but it's who you do it for. When you're doing whatever you do, and you're doing it for God, it can transform something mundane into something meaningful. Entheos, in God, you can have spiritual enthusiasm. But you can also lose it. You've probably heard of David from the Old Testament. David was a shepherd boy who became a king. And as a king, oh, sorry, as a boy, he was filled with entheos. As a king, somewhere along the way, he lost it. Earlier, Adele read to us the story of David and Goliath. The Philistine army was at war with the Israelite army and they would often pick a, pick a representative warrior to do battle and declare the winner based on those two. And the Philistines had this massive giant named Goliath. The Israelites had nobody that would stand up against this giant. But this little, this little kid, this little shepherd boy who was bringing snacks to his brothers looked on with enthusiasm. And watch his spiritual enthusiasm and confidence in God. He says this, 
David says to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Entheos. Now, this is not human confidence. This is raw, unparalleled spiritual enthusiasm born out of time with God. The question I have is, where did he get that? Where did he get this spiritual enthusiasm? Where did it come from? When, when there was a whole army of other warriors who didn't have what he had, where did he get that ongoing inner strength, that spiritual enthusiasm? Well, I think there's three, three thoughts about where David's enthusiasm come from. It, come, it came for three reasons. He trusted God daily. He walked with God daily and he worshipped God daily. No guessing what the key word is. Daily, daily. He trusted God daily. He walked with God daily, worshipped God daily. He trusted him. How could he fight a giant? Well, because in previous days, he trusted God when he was taking care of the sheep and a bear would attack. And God gave him the strength to defeat the bear. And since he trusted God the day before for that battle, he could trust God in this day for the battle he faced now. He trusted him daily. Secondly, he walked with God daily. He enjoyed his presence. He walked with him. And he was the one that said this, the familiar scripture you would know from Psalm 23. Think about this relationship with God, David walking daily with him. Wrong part. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. David trusted God daily. He walked with God daily and he worshipped God daily. I love the story when the Ark of the Covenant came into his hometown where the presence of God was thought to actually dwell. Well, he went out. He wasn't even fully completely dressed and he went into this massive worship party, so much so that his wife was embarrassed and made fun of him, but he just couldn't contain himself. This wasn't a quick 45-minute online service. It wasn't even a drive across town to sit in an hour worship service and sing some songs and listen once a week. It was a daily abiding in the presence of God that gave him that enthusiasm to worship God. He was in God. Let's be real though. There are really two different seasons in David's life. When he had it, that enthusiasm, and when he lost it. If we fast forward to a time when he was a king, there was another famous story. And the text starts off in 2 Samuel chapter 11. It says, in a time when kings go off to war, in the springtime when he should have been at battle, David actually stayed at home. And when he wasn't where he was supposed to be, he climbed up onto a roof and he saw something he wasn't supposed to see, a woman taking a shower or maybe a bath. And when he wasn't where he was supposed to be and wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing, he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. And he did something he never should have done. And it cost a lot of people something that never, ever should, they should have lost. 
And it all started when he stopped spending time with God. As a kid with enthusiasm, David ran into the battle to serve his God. But then later, as a king in this time with apathy, David walked onto the rooftop and he served his comfort. So how did a man who had so much spiritual enthusiasm as a kid lose it as a king? Well, the answer is that he took his eye off his calling and he put it on his comfort. He took his eyes off his calling and he put it on his comfort. So my question to you today is this, which one best represents where you're at right now? Let me be real, like today, the draw to comfort is really real for many of us and for myself. The pull um, to comfort away from calling is real, it's significant. I've been wrestling with that over this last month. It would be totally comfortable for me to stay here, to stay with my kids and my family and my friends, where I feel happy, where I feel comfortable. But when I sit at God's feet and spend time with Him, when I reflect on the past, when I've trusted God and He's been faithful, when I worship God, lifting my perspective from my own circumstances to who God is, it becomes increasingly clear to me that I need to and want to choose calling over comfort. What about you? What best represents you? Are you full of entheos? Are you full of enthusiasm for the things of God? Whatever you do, it's not really meaningless because it's about, not about the what, but it's about the who. Or do you find yourself today a bit more spiritually comfortable, more complacent, being drawn to that which feels easiest? Are you charging into the spiritual battle, knowing that the Lord your God is with you? He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You've got a divine calling today, daily, every day. Or have you drifted into a little bit more spiritual complacency? Well, my observation is that most people in this season seem to have fallen into one of two extremes in this COVID times. There's, there's one very positive extreme of those who are continuing to walk daily with God and trust God, depend on His presence daily, feed on His Word daily. And they're growing in intimacy and, and they sense His calling and, and they're directed by God's presence. And there's a very real, very powerful, very, very present entheos, enthusiasm of the things of God. But sadly, though, there's another extreme. And just what I know about people is that we don't often drift towards discipline. We don't drift towards health. We don't drift towards good decisions. We drift towards complacency, comfort, apathy. We drift towards self-centered attitudes. And unfortunately, there's some people where people are now that they're a little bit disengaged from the physical presence of worship in the corporate view of the church, which is hard. And so a drift is happening for many. They may have started out with this online church thing for a while, but then they wane. They start skipping through the service. They've probably skipped over this sermon talky bit. And as the weather gets nice and people start going outside for their exercise, they start drifting and suddenly bad habits set in and good disciplines go away. And rather than being filled with the presence of God, they're filled with fear and doubt and a loss of joy and that sense of where did my purpose go? So what was once a vibrant, passionate calling from God can quickly be replaced by comfort. Entheos, calling, purpose, passion, spiritual enthusiasm, or comfort and complacency. Well, David had enthusiasm and then he lost it, as I said. Nathan the prophet confronted him in that time when he was being sinful. And after the confrontation, David realised how he had fallen away. But it wasn't too late for, for David. He cried out to God in the very powerful Psalm 51, Maybe you need to spend some time in that this week. He says, create in, me a, sorry, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. 
and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Restore to me. What do you do when you lose what you had? You, you refill, you renew, you rejoice, you restore. You go back to doing what you did before. Just like the believers in Ephesus were told in Revelations 2, 4 and 5. Here's your problem, essentially, he said. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. For just a moment today, would you do that? Would you consider, have I drifted? Ask yourself, am I walking with him daily? Am I trusting God and his goodness daily? Am I worshipping him daily, not out of duty, but out of joy of salvation? Are you letting your circumstances, COVID-19, fear, panic, anxiety, are you letting them influence your posture, your heart, your own spiritual temperature? Or are you allowing your enthusiasm, born out of the very real presence of God, influence your environment and dictate the mood of those around you? Build the faith of those that you're with. There are many times where my faith gets under attack. My mindset gets under attack. My mood gets under attack. And I have to go back and do what I first did. Spend time with Him. Let God's Word strengthen my soul. Correct my sin. Encourage me out of my discouragement, as Phil talked about last week. And build my faith when all I see is fear. And I worship Him, not just for what I see, but for who He is. And then whatever I do, even if I don't feel like it, I work at it enthusiastically with all my heart, not doing it just for some person or for some movement, but doing it for my God. And that transforms something mundane into something meaningful. Enthusiasm, it's not a product of our environment. It's a product of our heart. It's about the posture of our heart to God, allowing Him to fill us. So consider today, how would you describe your heart? How can you trust, walk with and worship God this week? Well, my prayer is that you would know God in you, that you would be filled with God's presence and that you would be enthusiastic. Let's pray. God, I ask right now that because you're with us in living rooms and in kitchens all over the Illawarra and in fact the world, that your presence would stir in us, God. Help us to do what we did at first, not out of duty, but out of, out of the light. Thank you, God, for setting us free from sin and death. Because of who you are, God, and because of what you've, you've done, may we work enthusiastically to serve you in all we do, we pray. Amen.